0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Hi, my name is Army, and I'm from Denver, Colorado. And my question is, when do you know when something in the Old Testament is applicable to the New Testament? Thank you very much, Ms. Army, for that really wonderful question. I I think it's a pretty uh, popular and common question. People always wonder Old and New Testament uh, things. So, so for those who may not yet be aware, the Bible is uh, broken down into, uh, uh, let's call it two sections, two testaments. The first is referred to as the Old Testament, and then, of course, the second is referred to as the New Testament. Now, with these two testaments, There are scriptures in the forms of of books, letters, and writings of God's words that, that have been recorded by those whom God himself selected and chose to write down the history of he and his people. The Old Testament, in fact, is made up of 39 of those books, and the New Testament has 27 altogether. And if you add the Old Testament and New Testament books and such together, the collection of scriptures forms 66 books in all. That's why it's called a Bible or a a series of books. Since the question regarding uh, of uh, army is actually like, when, when should we know if an Old Testament commandment or instruction of God is applicable to the New Testament? or, well, particularly uh, applicable to, well, our present time. Uh, Before we can understand fully the Bible's uh, response to to that question, there's things that we need to know and understand. For example, what are the different dispensations of time in where God revealed his words? We ask that because this is going to help us address Army's question in context, which is really uh, very, very important. Uh, Here, dear friends, we can read the answer in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, and we'll read together verses 1 and 2. Uh, Here's what it says. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also... He made the worlds, so here, dear friends, the Bible enumerates God speaking in the times of the fathers, which, by the way, also it's also referred uh, occasionally to as the, as, as the the patriarchal era of time, the time of the patriarchs. The second was uh, that he spoke through the prophets, uh, the prophets of uh, ancient Israel, uh, from Moses, all through the various prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, etc. all of those. And in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. And of course, that being none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's why our uh, present time, it's commonly called the, the Christian era or the Christian dispensation of time. And God's word specifically, are for those of us living in the time of Christ and onwards. They are written in what is called the New Testament, The writers of which were witnesses to Christ's teachings back in the first century. Okay, so now that we have a clear understanding of that, that there are, in fact, different dispensations of time in which God spoke to man, Let's gather more biblical information that will help us answer Ms. Army's question. For example, uh, let's find out next if God's words in the Old Testament have an expiration date making them no longer applicable to us who are living in the Christian era or the Christian dispensation of time. And, and the Bible gives this response in the writings of the prophet Isaiah, chapter uh, uh, 40, and let's uh, uh, read verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Dear friends, here we can read from the Old Testament that the word of God stands Forever no expiration date, therefore God's word has no expiration in regards to uh, its relevance to us all. It, this truth also proven in the New Testament, it is. And we can read from the New Testament the, sa- the same question and the Bible's response from the New Testament is recorded in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 uh, and let's uh, listen together to what's recorded here in verse 23 having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Therefore, the Old Testament and the the New Testament are very much synced in in this regards. Therefore, God's words span across different eras or dispensations of time, no expiration date, so to speak. And since his words live and abide forever, forever, it bodes then this question, are all the instructions of God, I repeat, are all the instructions of God ever given by God to be followed forever and through all the periods of Earth's time? Because that's what the question of army implied. Are all instructions applicable to us today. There are some some examples to consider. We can all remember Exodus chapter twenty verse thirteen, where God said, "You shall not murder." Uh, we have God's instruction that you shall not commit adultery in verse fourteen. His instruction in verse fifteen: "You shall not steal." Honor your father and mother in Exodus chapter twenty verse twelve. Worship the Lord of uh, our God. Psalms chapter ninety-six verse nine. Bring to him an offering. Psalms ninety-six verse verse eight. So, Army, dear friends, the answer is, as long as there's no explicit, clear, and obvious change of the law prescribed in the Old Testament by a later instruction given in the New Testament, then that law is applicable to us now. And these laws of God stand and live forever. God did not change any of these laws, as we just mentioned through the New Testament instructions. There's, there's no change of those do not kill, do not steal, not those things. Therefore, they apply to us now. There are some laws, however, which he did change, which are well known. For example, there's, the, there's a list of animals. There's a, there's a list of foods that are not to be eaten by God's people. Those are listed in the book of Leviticus, a long list of things. And we know that in the book of Acts, this was revised, and those foods were made clean and acceptable for mankind to eat. Why was there even a change of any laws, for, any laws at all for that matter, for our time period or that we live in, the Christian era? Why is it there even a discussion about making any such kind of change? The Bible teaches us a uh, response to that in the also in the book of Hebrews and uh, let's listen together to what's uh, recorded in uh, chapter 7 verses 12 and 20 uh, 22. for the priesthood being changed of necessity there is also a change of the law by so much more Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant so uh army And dear friends, since that priesthood or authority that God used changed, he also changed the law through Jesus Christ. So we mentioned uh, already a very obvious example, but what's uh, what's a commonly mistaken law that God changed through his son, Jesus Christ? One example, of course, would be the command of giving offering Although God, well, he still commands his people to bring him offerings, the law regarding the manner in which people are to offer, that law has changed. So dear friends, how did God command offerings to be done to him in time past? In the Old Testament, for example, in Leviticus 27, let's go ahead and read it. Verses 30, 32, and 34, I'll read this way. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock, of whatever passes under the rod, the tenth, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. So dear friends, during the times of the, of the fathers or in that patriarchal era and the time of the prophets, they were instructed to offer and their offering was explicitly instructed by the Lord to be 10%, a tithe of their harvest, a tithe or 10% of their livestock or whatever source of livelihood they had. Notice that this commandment was specifically for God's children in ancient Israel. That was his instruction. That was his command specifically to them. Has that been changed? Is there no longer offering? How has God changed this law from those for those who now live in the Christian era? Well, in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Let's take a look at how Paul, Apostle Paul responds to that. Now about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Here we can see that the offerings that God is instructing his people to give are no longer the the 10% of their herd, but in fact, their monetary offerings, instead of burnt offerings, as was done uh, in time past. But how about it, is the 10% of the ancient times that we mentioned there in ancient times, still what God is commanding his servants to offer now? Again, we can read God's law regarding this, and it's recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, of verse, verse 7, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So according to God's law in the Christian era, dear friends, the amount uh, or the percentage that one is to offer to God. Is Whatever they decide in their own heart, it's no longer dictated as a, a certain percentage, 10%, or something like that. It could be 10%, could be less than 10%, more than 10%. It is the decision of the offerer. There is one example of where God changed his law from Old Testament times to New Testament times. God commanded that each one should give but that no one should offer reluctantly, no one should uh, be offering under compulsion, but instead be cheerful offerers in bringing their sacrifice offerings to God. So, you see, the entire Bible is very applicable to us today, from Old Testament to New Testament, although there are commandments of God given to specific people during specific times in specific specific ways. For example, uh, well, a very obvious example is God's command to to Noah. What was the command that God gave to Noah? Build an ark. But that's not a commandment for all people in all times. Yes, general laws remain standing for all time, nevertheless. The only authority that can make a change to God's words is God himself. Therefore, as long as there is no change of any particular law of the Old Testament by means of his instructions in New Testament times, then that law is applicable to us now. We should believe in this. Why? because that's in the Bible. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time For more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo, Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.